Welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church, Accra. And now, the message. What a joy it is to be able to come to you with the word of God. This is Pastor Fred Deby, inviting you to join me from Calvary Baptist Church. Let us pray. Our gracious God and Master, we thank you, we praise you, and we honor you. You are a loving God the one who made us, the one who sustains us, the one who teaches us, the one who corrects us, the one who heals us, the one who makes us fit for this life and in the world to come. Bless the reading and the exposition of your word to our hearts. In Jesus, our Lord and Savior's name. Amen. Do you own a house? Or do you live in the house? By all means, you live somewhere. Because we've been told that one of the necessities of human beings is shelter. Food, shelter, and clothing. And so we all strive at the end of the day to lay our heads somewhere. And if that place is not good, it gives you headache. There are people who have spent lots of money in buying or renting a dwelling place. And they don't find any satisfaction in it. And there are some who sleep rough anywhere. Because sometimes when you are overtaken by sleep, you just want to sleep. Even if it's a noisy place. Even if it's a dangerous ride in a car or somewhere. But let me ask you this. What is your dwelling place like? Well, first in this life. And in the life to come, what would your dwelling place be like? Jesus had many people who followed him, who were excited about his teaching, who saw his miracles, and they thought this is the best teacher they've ever seen, the best miracle worker, the kind gentleman, the bachelor, who seemed to have no cares in the world except to take care of the needs of people. And so they followed him. And he took the time to teach them about genuine and counterfeit followers. And being a carpenter, he gave them a very, very important lesson in building about the two foundations of life. This is what we read today from the book of Luke. Luke chapter 6, verses 46 to 49. Luke 6, 46 to 49. What do we read there? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things I say? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. When the flood came, the river crashed against that house and couldn't shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The river crashed against it and immediately it collapsed and the destruction of that house was great. Yes, the word of God to our hearts. Obviously, Jesus does not want us to build a house that will crash. He looked at people who were following him and he knew 
that some of them were just following because of the food, because of the miracles, because of their physical needs. But he came so that you may have life and have it more abundantly, not only in this life, but in the life to come. So he asked them, what are you doing? You are building. What are you building on? Now, what he wants us to know and exactly where our starting point is, is that in this life, your life is like a building. We are all building. And we are building houses that will last. First, you must hear the instructions. If you are going to build, you must follow a plan. If it's going to be a good house, you must follow a plan. You must have a plan. Knowing how to build is critical. You must help somebody or somebody helps you to build. Then you must select a place where you build. If it's a house that you want to last for a while, it must and you must get the help of people to choose a good site in order to build. Some are built in waterlogged areas, marshy grounds on the sides of mountain slopes and the investment is lost. How much is it going to cost you? And what are you prepared to do? So, friends, everybody is a house. That's your life. You have to build your life as a house. If you build well, it will last you a lifetime. But it will last you not only in this life, but in the life to come. See, how you build makes all the difference between success and failure, life and death, reward and loss, rejection, standing or failing. Christ wants us to be successful. So he tells us there's only one foundation in this life that will give you a good house, a solid rock. And that rock is Christ himself. As we are told in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, For no one can lay any other foundation than what has been laid down. The foundation is Jesus Christ. You see, what the Lord wants us to understand is that this life, the life in the flesh, is temporary. It is given to you and I to last 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years. Even if it's 200 years or Methuselah, 965 years, it will come to an end. But your spirit lives forever. So be careful. When you are in this flesh, you are in this world, be careful. And if you are following him, follow him well. Jesus is talking here about people who are following him. So listen, he's talking to people who are following. If you look at verse 46 carefully, the way the verse is couched, it is very, very instructive. In Luke 6, 46, you see, here are people who seem to be following Jesus and calling him. Like we all go to church and we call him. They say, let us pray and you are able to pray our Father who art in heaven. Or let us sing, you are able to sing. Let's give, you give something. Then he asks you, what? So why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? These people who are following, they are following. They call him Lord. They acknowledge him, Lord. They call him. They pray to him. They do everything. But the question is, are they obedient? Are they loyal to him? Jesus rebukes or even warns everyone who calls him Lord, Lord, but not do what he says. Their life is not marked by allegiance. 
It's not by, by obedience. They are disloyal to him. They are here today and they are there tomorrow. So Christ is clearly teaching us the profession or the bringing out words that say, Lord, Lord, or singing the songs of Zion, as they say, is not enough. You must do what he asks you to do. Obedience. Obedience. When you say you are a Christian, you are cheating yourself if you profess Christianity, but you do not obey. Profession without obedience gives a false security. It makes one feel that you are acceptable to God when you are not. Jesus Christ says it. For the only foundation that is acceptable is the foundation that is built on the solid rock. And this is based on discipleship, obeying, obeying, obeying. What exactly is Jesus talking about here? He's saying, you see, there are some who come to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior. And that is fine. But are they going on, growing in him? Are they laying a foundation? Are they taking instructions? Are they praying, reading the Bible, obeying the instructions? What the Lord says, do, you do. What he says, don't do, you don't do. When he says, leave, that others may know that you are my child, are you doing that? Or you are following different instructions? You come to him, you go to church, but you live like the world. Nobody in your family, nobody in the church knows it, that you are even a believer. The way you speak, the way you think, the way you talk, is like everyone else. Know what the Lord is saying. The true disciple comes to Christ. They accept him as their Lord and Savior. Have you accepted him as your Lord and Savior? That's the beginning point. Lord, I give my life to you. Then, a number of things follow. The first one, you accept him as your Lord and Savior. Secondly, you accept a Christian. You are a disciple. You are taught to understand that we are building our lives. And how we build determines our destiny. God instructs us how to build and how we should build. See, look how what Jesus said. Is that the one who builds the house? The one who builds on a solid rock? So I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my word and acts on them. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. The man looked for a site. He dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. Simple lesson. A disciple digs deep and lays a solid foundation on the rock. The ground is not soil. It is rock. And a good builder, somebody who understands building, makes great effort and put energy into finding a rock or solid ground. Sometimes if the rock is not there, it's a sandy ground, they lay the foundation, they spend a lot of money to lay a solid foundation. And sometimes it can be very, very, very expensive what you put into the foundation. And those who are not well-educated in this area, they don't understand. Say, why? Why? We sink our money, we soak our money, we put our money into all of this. Thing. We don't see anything. It is all in the soil. Yes. Because they know. The builder knows very well. If you do not lay a good foundation, very soon, the building will collapse. The builder chooses the rock or the solid 
place for foundation. They will dig and dig and, until they find it. The builder is willing to put time and effort and cost into digging the rock. It may be difficult, may be exhausting, may be expensive, yet they do it. Why? Because they want the house to last long. They want to feel secure in this house, knowing that when the storms of life come, it will not collapse on them. I remember when we were building a church building, they had to bring all kinds of machines to crack some rocks. And the architect, the engineers were very happy. We, the lay people, were wondering, why, why, why is this rock? Why don't you go somewhere else? I said, no, we are happy because if this house is built on a rock, it means it will stand, it will be secure, it will stay a very long time. Well, the Lord tells us he is the rock. But the interesting thing we are told about Jesus is that he is not only a rock. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, we are told he is a living rock, a living stone coming to him, a living stone. He gives life. So when you are connected to this rock, he gives you life. And the fact is that the true disciple of Jesus will stand. When you are connected to this rock, you would stand. Why will you stand? The house that is your life, that is built against the storms of life, will stand forever. How will it stand? It will stand because when the storms come, the rock you are anchored in will be there. They cannot just lift you from the rock and throw you away. There are all kinds of storms that will come in this life. The storm of sickness, temptation, disappointment, corona, Ebola, hospitalization, unemployment, old age, mistreatment, maltreatment, abuse, gossip, you name them. There are all kinds of things that shake us in this life. And that's because we're just part of the human race. We are not perfect. There are things that happen to us. The economy collapses. The global things happen. They shut the airports. Things happen. If you build on this foundation, the foundation of Christ, Jesus said, you would not be cast out. You got what he said in Matthew 21, 42. Jesus said to them, did you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected, the same as become the head corner? This, this is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our sight. Yes, it becomes a cornerstone. People may reject the Lord, but when you have received him, he becomes your cornerstone. When you are built upon Christ, there's nothing that can separate you from him. There's no other foundation that can withstand the coming storms of life, troubles, problems, affliction, or death. Because Jesus, who has become your rock, lives and reigns forever and ever. And he knows the reason why he asks you to hide in him is that he will protect you and defend you. In John 10, 10, we say the thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Now, let's look at a few things, about four or five things that Christ tells us that when the storms of life come, no man, no woman who is built upon Christ will fail. It reminds me before I even come to the points. We traveled recently and we went to see 
a very solid lighthouse where ships come and it's built in this middle of the ocean and the waves were beating it and people were still there standing directing ships so why he said we know this thing has been here for over 300 years nothing will happen because the foundation is solid so nothing happens and nothing happens when we are here we do not fear but through science and engineering and all of that people are able to measure the things measure weight measure depth measure or do all kinds of calculation and they are able to build solid foundation for buildings to stand but let me also add that sometimes god or life or nature has disappointed people that some of these things can fail but we are not talking about that christ is the one who is introducing himself to us as a foundation as a rock not a doctor not a lawyer not democracy not democrats not republican not mpp not ndc not a leader not a president not a pastor not a bishop all of these other things will fail when the storms in life come no man falls if he is built upon christ why number one god accepts us in christ he adopts us as a child of his you are in christ you are an adopted child of christ and therefore you would never fall you are still his child your flesh may fail but you will never fall you are still his child ephesians 1 verses 5 and 6 we read having predestined us unto adoption of children by jesus christ to himself according to his good pleasure to the praise and glory of his grace wherein he has accepted us in the beloved we are accepted in the beloved if you are accepted in the beloved nobody no storm of life would ever take you away from your lord you are an adopted you are a child of god you are his no matter what the storm of life is you are anchored in him secondly god promises to provide for us the necessities of life if you are anchored in him on the rock and seeking to do what the rock wants you to do following that living rock what does he tell us in matthew 6 verse 33 say seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be provided for you he say he'll provide them for you he'll provide the necessities of life he's the provider the provider of food shelter clothing the provider of comfort the provider of the holy spirit he provides all things so do not be afraid when you are anchored in him he is there for you thirdly god promises to work out all things that's all the storms of life they will work out for the good of those who build wisely you love god you are anchored in him anchored on him the things of life will come the storms will shake you but have this assurance god will cause things to work out for you look at what he says in romans 8 28 we know that all things work together for the good of those who love god those who are called according to his purpose so when the storms come they reveal things that are weak they reveal the things that are not solid by you the child of god 
He causes all the things to work for your good. Sometimes you see the hand of God. You feel the answer to prayer. You see the faith that is in you. You get the encouragement that comes from him as he strengthens you. You see, you see and you experience the peace that passes every understanding. Are you building on that rock or you are building on a shaky ground? Number four, the Lord God promises to bless those who hear his word and keep it. Yes, that's an assurance. That's why it is good to build on a solid rock, to hear his word and keep it. Look at Luke eleven twenty-eight. Luke eleven twenty-eight. He said, even more, those who hear the word of God and keep it are blessed. They hear and keep it. Not only hearing, they hear and keep it. The obedience says they are blessed. They are blessed because where they hear is the word from God. In the beginning, God made things that God is the answer to all things, that Christ wants people to come to him, that you are a child of God, you are apple of God's eye, that the devil will be defeated. The things that he's saying, that believe in me, confess me, profess me, live in me, dwell in me, all these things that are promises from God would never and ever fail. You believe it, that's why you must build on the solid rock. Yes, when there's a solid rock, when there's a solid building, an aeroplane is passing. What does it do? It doesn't really do anything to it. When the birds fly, they land there. It doesn't do anything. And there are buildings that have helipads there where helicopters can land. It doesn't do anything to that building. If people can do this for buildings, what about the Lord? If you hear his word and keep it, you are solid. Nothing to be afraid of. Then the fifth See, the Lord promises joy to those who hear and receive and keep his word. He said, look, these things, these things that I'm telling you, if you hear them, I'll give you joy that you cannot even understand. Look at John 15, 11. I've spoken these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. The disciples of Jesus were worried. Their master is about to die. They'll kill him. And he's telling them, be joyful. Don't worry. He said, no, no, no. I've said these things to you. Don't be afraid. I'll be with you. John 13, 17 says, if you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. So there's this promise that if you know all of these things. For instance, the world is excited now because they are finding injection for Corona. Well, those who have received it, they are so happy. They think finally science has conquered. Well, we thank God for science for what they are able to do. But can you tell me that because of this injection, people will live and live forever? There are some who are beginning to experience side effects. There are some who are not sure. There are some who may not even be able to afford it unless you give it to them free. And for those of us who live in some parts of the world, we don't even know when we are going to get it. But we can rejoice in this. Your flesh may waste away. But your spirit and your Lord would never, ever forsake you and abandon you. That is why the Lord is advising you. You see, because of Corona, because of the troubles of the world, some have backslided. Some don't go to church anymore. Some are mean. They keep their money to themselves. 
They've stopped doing charitable things. They've stopped obeying the Lord. Say, what are we getting out of this? I'm telling you, when the storms are shaking you and you are falling off, is it because you are not built on a solid rock? Say, the one that is built on the weak foundation, when those storms come, when they shake them, they will fall. Luke 6, 49. But the one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The river crashed against it and immediately it collapsed. And the destruction of that house was great. There are people who have lost their homes, their lives, their marriages, everything. And they know it's a hopeless situation. They don't know what else to do. But there are some who have gone and know they have gone into glory. There are some who are weeping for their friends, their neighbors, because they know they are lost without Christ. Will you introduce Christ to them? There are some who know others who are backslided, who have lost all faith. Can you help them to be anchored in the rock that is through obedience, through faith, through reconnecting with the word of God, through the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that we can go through this life? What is the lesson? In this life, there are two foundations. The foundation of the solid rock, which will take you from now to eternity, has hope in this life and in the world to come. Dwell on it and make that your choice. But secondly, you can lay your foundation on a shaky ground, worldly standards, worldly politics, worldly alcoholism, worldly money and all those things. When the shaking comes, it will not help you to be gone. You see, can you pray this prayer? Lord, help me. Let me be anchored in you. That's why I like this hymn. If you know it, let's sing it and pray the words as our concluding song. Will your anchor hold in the storms of life when the clouds unfold their wings of strife? When the strong tides lift and the cable strain, will your anchor drift firm remain? The chorus is, we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll, fastened to the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and keep in the Savior's love. The Savior loves you. Jesus loves you. And he knows you are flesh, you are clay, and the shaking will destroy you. That is why he's giving you an anchor, a rock which you should build. Can you pray with me this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you that you are my anchor. Thank you that you are the rock. Today, by faith, I am anchored in you. Rejuvenate me. Lord, refresh me. That I'll pass through these changing scenes of life. And come on top because of your love for me. And declare to others that Jesus is Lord. And my anchor is holy. Amen. This is your prayer. We can help you to grow in him and to be anchored solidly in him and in fellowship with other believers. Stay blessed. Shalom. And press on to victory. 
the radio broadcast by Calvary Baptist Church with Reverend Dr. Fred Digby, our senior pastor. We hope this message blessed you. Be sure to join us God willing next week, the same time and station. We are in Adabaka, opposite Mr. Big's restaurant, near the Kwame Nkrumah Interchange. Also in Shiashi, across the motorway from the Accra Mall and Botiano. Call us on 0243-690-485 or 0302-231-854. Contact us on WhatsApp at 0200-181-680. Visit us online at www.calvarybaptistgh.org. Write to us, Calvary Baptist Ghana at yahoo.com.